We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's a live edition and another game preview edition of the KC Laboratory, presented by Emprise Bank. A bank is more than a building down the street, it's a partnership for some of life's biggest joys and obstacles. Emprise Bank has all the tools for your rainy day and your brightest moments in life. They're they are your partner in possible. Sign up for uh, an online account today and, and let them be part of your journey. They're part of our journey. They're part of our journey with the KCSN Draft Guide. Uh, they're part of our journey here at KC Sports Network. And I am honored to be on this journey with my two beautiful pals. First, find them on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Matthew Lane. Hello. How are we? Uh, happy game preview edition. Hey guys, listen, it's almost time. It's almost the regular season. Like we're getting that. We are on preseason game two right now. And it is time for us to, to get ramping up as we get going. We have a big game against the Washington football, the Washington commanders here. So let's, let's get this bad boy cracking. It's Washington football team. I'm refusing to call them <laughs> anything else. I got attached to Washington football team, and now that's just who it is now for me. I, I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm doing that. I'm calling it that in the entire post-game show that we're going to do after this live at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. My good pal Kent is going to be there. If you are in the Kansas City area, you definitely need to be there as well. It's a fun time. Really fun time. So we're back in the swing of things. We're doing these on Thursdays. We're live. We got Kingdom Bar coming up. Man, almost feels like the season. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's almost like uh, we're in the preseason 
Uh, weird how that works. Uh, you know, this it's yeah. Make sure you come hang out at the kingdom bar and grill on Saturday. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I, me, BJ Tucker will be there. Craig and Maddie will be there, uh, digitally. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time. And I kingdom bar is great. Like we, when we went, uh, we had draft, like, like I think the last time we were there was draft season and mm-hmm. the draft was absolutely phenomenal. It was so much fun to be, to be there for, for uh, that weekend. So come hang out with us uh, at uh, Kingdom Bar and Grill and uh, come hang out with us for the next, uh, you know, next, you know, 30, 45, if Maddie would have his way, three hours. 57 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, and hit the like, subscribe button, please. Uh, that always helps our channel grow. It helps us do all this stuff um, as we're building it. So please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Please uh, tell us what you want to call the Washington football team. Uh, Do you guys know what their abbreviation is? Yeah, it's uh, WFT and should always (laughs) be that from now. You know what it is now? Like what they have added, it is officially WSH. They have just completely abandoned anything that has to do with the team. And they're just going with WSH. Like what what are we doing here, guys? Gross. (laughs) What are we doing? Why not WAS? Was. The Commodores, Matthew Kentner, Cars. I I like that better. Uh, I, I permission to call them the Commodores the rest of the night. I mean, we don't. Uh, no, I like Washington Washington football team. I like Washington football team. I'm just saying, if you have to abbreviate abbreviate it now, it's now gone from all sorts of names from the best of WFT and now they're WSH. Gross. Uh, all right, game preview time. This is the game that we anticipate the Chiefs will be playing their starters the most. Uh, I believe I was talking to Jason Anderson on 810 today. Uh, we, we all do a rotation with uh, with the midday show over at 810. You can check out the laboratory like every day at 11 or every Thursday at 11. Um, we were talking, I believe he said Patrick Mahomes uh, last year went three drives in the second game. You know, the, Andy says, you know, we, we learned what a quarter means to Andy last week, right? Uh, three three drives this week, I would anticipate. Maybe a few more. Uh, what do you want to see off out of the first-team offense, Matthew? Of course, we're starting with the offense and not the defense. Yeah. Um, so so here's, here's the thing. Um, who's playing in this game, right? The Chiefs had a handful of injuries since their yeah. last game. Guys that have left practice guys that haven't practiced at all this week. So I guess that's where what I want to see first. Like, who's playing, who's not. Knowing the Chiefs and Andy Reid, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it doesn't sound like Juju Smith-Schuster is likely to play, given that Andy said he is likely to return to practice next week. He didn't mention anything about the game. So I'm assuming, and that's as of right now, assuming that Juju Smith-Schuster won't play. Knowing the Chiefs holding McCole Hardman out wouldn't shock me at all. That would be mm-hmm. very normal for them to do at this time. So, buddies, we might get a... We might get a Chiefs offense with Sky, the Thigh, Moore, Justin Watson, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling all on the field together. Wait, you think that they're going to run 11 personnel in the preseason? My man, they're <laughs> running 21 and 12. Like, Listen, they did a couple snaps the first week. A couple. A couple. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to see McColl. I don't want to see Juju this week. Nobody needs to get anything aggregate, aggravated. I mean, be healthy for week one. That's the most important element here. So sit those guys, give them some time, Blake Bell as well, give them some time here and let these guys recoup. We certainly 
we'll see some Justin Watson, some Marquez Valdez Scantling, some Sky Moore, maybe some Darius Fountain mixing in there. We're going to see a lot more Noah Gray. It looks like we're going to actually see Jody Fortson for the first time is in this preseason out on the field. So there's a couple of guys that are going to mix in there. And I think that's good. You know, you want those guys catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, working with his cadence, running route trees off of other guys that are going to be running with the ones there. Not that they haven't been doing it in camp, but it's good to see it against, you know, live ammunition there and seeing that against a, a Washington defense that is probably, I don't know, probably is better, definitely better than the Chicago Bears defense. So it, it's a good test. It's a good thing to see. I am curious to see how the depth looks with the rest of the offense there because there are so many pieces, like Maddie said, that are going to be swapping in and out a little bit here. Hey, the Bears are putting it on the Seahawks right now. Thank you very I much. I think that's more of an indication on the Seahawks than it is anything. I I I would even give I I'm honestly like I wouldn't hate the idea of Travis Kelsey getting like one possession and getting out of there. I don't hate the idea of Patrick Mahomes working with some of these quote unquote secondary pieces to this offense. You know, some of the guys we talked about wouldn't hate, you know, like to to Craig's point, getting used to the cadence, but just I mean, Mahomes getting a chance to kind of spread the ball around a little bit more. We kind of anticipate this offense will be a little bit more uh, you know, some some more opportunities for different guys. Uh, letting the concept drive the the direction of the football a little bit more, maybe at times, and I that seems like a good chance for some of these young guys to go together with Patrick Mahomes and get some work in, right? So I don't know if I hate the idea of just you know maybe maybe oh no Travis Kelsey's only Travis Kelsey's got a visor after one possession, like let Mahomes work a little bit more with these guys, get him out after three, call it good. I'm okay with that. If 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 that happens, oh, let's go around. Oh, yo, you, you oh, go, Craig, go. No, you, you're ready. No, to that means more Bat, Matt Bushman time. Like I think Woo! we're all here for Matt Bushman time. So are we? Let's go, baby. Our, Listen, our I think Tucker's you mean Jordan Franks right now. I think you mean Jordan Franks time to represent the Matt Bushman hive. I, I get it. I I understand the the hype train is going, but here's the thing: like Jordan Franks was getting like force fed targets, and Matt Bushman was just playing. Special teams reps. It's just saving him for Washington. That's all. Just, just letting him get reps there. <laughs> saving him for oh god. Kit, go on with what was your question? I want to know the offensive weapon you're most excited to watch in this like kind of dress rehearsal rehearsal type game for the Chiefs. I think this is uh this is the Skymore game. Like this is everything shaping up. Like everyone's excitement and hype for him is is probably as high as it's ever gonna be. Like I don't know if much can change it here we go for morgan sky morgan's three touchdowns like this is the game to do it right you're going up against a relatively good secondary for washington so this game will show you a little bit as long as everybody's playing william jackson kendall fuller benjamin st juice cam Curl. like they have some players in the secondary so if he goes out there and looks good and crisp that's gets to look really nice and then on if you add on to that the fact that he's gonna get the opportunities this week because juju smith isn't gonna play because mccall hardman might not play there might be a lot of opportunities for him early on and get a really good a chance to shine. So, you know, I want to see him do a lot in this game or at least get the opportunity to do a lot. So that way I can draft him earlier in fantasy drafts just to get my, you know, <laughs> just to set myself up for failure when he ultimately plays like 12% of the snaps behind the rest of the veteran wide receivers. I mean, I'm, I'm most curious to see Isaiah Pacheco get a little more run. Um, I, we, as part of a ticket giveaway last weekend on the KCSN discord, we put an 
a line. Basically, whoever was closest without going over to Isaiah Pacheco's total scrimmage yards there, you know, offensive, not, not return yards. And we had one person that was underneath. I think everybody, all of us expected him to be getting reps in the third, maybe even the fourth quarter. A guy that was just going to get a ton of reps was going to be kind of a, a preseason workhorse type of guy. And he gets yanked early. He gets yanked with the ones. Now the ones are going to run a little bit more. I think we'll probably see him a little bit more. We're going to see him featured a little more. I want to see more because what we saw was good. And I really liked what I saw. Andy is certainly going to run basic concepts. They're not going to unleash this guy. It feels a little bit more like they're guarding him a little bit. But, you know, give him four or five touches. Let him kind of tote the rock a little bit more. Let's see what we got because they certainly like him. We like the prospect himself, I want to see more of him on the field. The the hype's so real with him, and it just continues yeah. to grow. And like every national guy has got some kind of additional piece of anecdote about about Isaiah Pacheco. Someone, I it might have been Albert Breer, maybe. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Talk about like big, like he's got some, he's got some Kareem Hunt to him. And I'm just like, okay, uh, that's. That's high, that's high praise. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, the, the hype continues to, to rise. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't, like, I don't know what is standing in the way of him stealing Clyde Edwards Alaire's snaps. I just, the way he runs, the physicality he runs with, the long speed, you saw the, the contact balance, you saw his catching the ball out of the backfield. Whew, I, I I wouldn't be stunned if 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 Clyde Edwards Alaire's role gets eaten into in a sizable way by the middle of the year. I'm just and it's I don't know if it's entirely this isn't entirely I mean this this is a lot of buying in you know Isaiah Pacheco, but this is also like I'm a little nervous about where we're at with Clyde Edwards Alaire at this point. Like, so you're gonna I, make me do it, huh? You're gonna you're gonna make me try to slow down the Isaiah Cheeks hype train here because we're getting a little out of hand here. Like, go back and watch the man run at Rutgers. There's some significant issues with how he runs the football. <laughs> has he shown vision for Matthew Kinter? No, nope. he, he has missed, not. He at missed, all. <laughs> I think he missed the cutback in the first. He missed, no, no, no. He missed the actual run lane. Then he missed the cutback, and then he fell forward for a couple extra yards. Like his actual running ability is still very much a work in progress. You like it because as a one cut and go runner, he has the power and the speed to still be dangerous, but you were going to be flirting with the inconsistency that chiefs dealt with a lot for a long time after cream hunt and which Damian, yeah, Damian Williams, but I mean, anybody, even Spencer Ware, your Chuck Hendrick West, like these guys had some talent, but it was inconsistent. They might rip off a longer run, but you're dealing with a lot of negative ones and one yarders in between from everything else. Like I, we got to slow down. I think on Pacheco taking Clyde's job because I think I, there's significant consist- consistency stuff. We need to see it. It's like excited to see it. Yes. I'm going to hold off on saying he's oh. taking anything away until I see him properly execute more than like one run. I think he's taking more than one grown man's job. I am not saying he is completely replacing Clyde Edwards Alaire. I just could see Pacheco's role increasing further to a point 
where the line is blurred a little bit more, a la like a Damian Williams. I think Damian Williams, you know, in a comp the complimentary version of a Damian Williams, that kind of workload is not out of the realm of possibility. That's all I'm saying. And I 100 percent agree. I think the I think it was like his first run, like he missed some things. And that was always something that was always the case at Rutgers. That was one of the big questions I had about him was his vision. But Man run hard, runs hard, physical, all those kind of Put things. Him in space. Him, get him some opportunities. Put him in space. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you got anything else to add there, Craig? Or are you just, you know? I mean, I just in general uh, about the offense here, I'm looking forward to how they look against the secondary. This is way better secondary, way better DBs that are out there. I mean, this is Kendall Fuller, William Jackson. Benjamin St. Juice. I mean, like these, these are guys that we liked a lot. Your former chief and Kendall Fuller, William Jackson's a good football player. Like these are guys that should match up well. So we saw what Sky Moore, Justin Watson, what even Darius Fountain a little bit there, what those guys were able to do against the Bears backups there. So if they're going to get promoted, not only are they going to take the step up and going against some starters, they're also taking a big step up in the quality of the player that they would have seen if they would have gone up against the Bears starters there. So it's a good test for those young receivers. So keep that in mind if you're watching that and you're seeing, hey, Sky's getting a little bit locked up a little more than he was in game one. There's a reason for that. These these are significantly better DBs out there. So it, it, just keep that in mind when you're watching it this Saturday. Hey, do us yeah. a favor. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button if you're watching this right now. Leave some comments. Tell us about some of the offensive players that you're excited to watch. I, Matt, you sound like you're about to jump in on what, what you need. Yeah, I, I was going to you know echo kind of what Craig said and that the secondary for the Washington football team is better. So like there might be a lack of separation or – if you see separation, it might mean a little bit more than it did mm -hmm. cooking the Chicago Bears secondary, especially the second teamers. But simultaneously, I'm we're going to talk offensive line here a little bit because yep. this is a big step up in defensive line. Even with Chase Young not playing, being on the pup list, they still have Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen. This is Fedarian Mathis, is a young guy that I think was excelling for them a little bit during camp. This is a good defensive line. The first team Chiefs offensive line was fine, but I don't think Andrew Wiley put his best foot forward the first week. Orlando Brown Jr. got beat on the inside on one play. I don't want to hype too hard too much on a singular play, but it did cost a potential touchdown pass as he let Mahomes' arm get hit. So you want to see the first team offensive line, especially the tackles, be a little bit better than they were against Chicago. And then the backups, like the backup offensive line, can somebody show up? Can somebody, can a single person on that backup offensive line show up and be like, hey, I am here to play? I do think Nick Allegretti was fine. I do think Garrett Christian was fine. Neither, I don't think, were excellent, but they were okay. They're fine for depth, guys. But so, like, you got to get more. You need to see Darian Kennard step up. Roderick Johnson has gone from starting left tackle to like, I don't, he might be in the next wave of cuts if he's as bad as he was again last week. Like it was terrible and there's no competition behind them. So like, I want to see the depth in this offensive line because the chiefs were unusually healthy for any NFL team last year, especially along that unit. If somebody has to step in and they're having Andrew Wiley playing like he did against Chicago and then whatever, what do these depth guys look like? Ooh, that could get bad quickly. Uh, oh, I was gonna let Craig say, but I know 100%. And like, I think you look at 
like I think, yeah, I'm more interested in the second team offensive line than I am anything. That's really like that's my main mm-hmm. focus. Like I, I, I think largely the offensive line, the, the the first team offensive line is that known commodity. Um, I do think Angie Wiley's performance kind of left the door open a little bit more for somebody to take it, but it just it, nobody has shown any propensity to be able to. Like I keep waiting for Darian Kennard to maybe come on a little bit. But we haven't Ooh, seen boy, that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was like kind of the hope, right? Uh, because I don't think the bar has been particularly high to clear. But I think she's probably ultimately roll with that continuity. They'll go with uh, you know, they'll go with with Andrew Wiley. I don't think anybody's taking him in the next, you know, 24 days, uh, up until the next time that the Chiefs play a real meaningful game. Uh, and you just hope that what Andrew Wiley puts out there is is a little bit better than what we saw in the first week um real quick guys uh if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet it can be really stressful when unexpected uh expenses come up now dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it dave is the banking app that helps you get up to 500 dollars instantly with extra cash that's more money to fill your tank buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, let's. I think it's time to move on to the defensive side of the ball. Craig's ears have uh, perked oh, up. Oh, finally. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. So, um, here you go, buddy. Uh, let's let's get on the defensive side of the ball. First storyline: what you see and what you want to see, uh, like from the defense uh, against the uh, Commodores. I mean, uh, against the Washington football team here, I, I feel like I'm I, I'm going to be a little bit of a drum. I'm going to beat the same drum on this side of the ball. I want to see what the young guys look like against a better receiving core. I mean, Terry McLaurin is Dog. twice as good as Darnell Mooney, and that's not dunking on Darnell Mooney. Terry McLaurin is just that good. But it's Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, 
I mean, these are guys that are Dax Milne. Okay, I'm not going that far, but I mean, it's like <laughs> dog. These are <laughs> these are guys that are better football players. This is a bigger test for Joshua Williams for Jalen Watson. I know. I expect we're going to see Rashad Fenton. We're going to see Trent McDuffie, and we're going to see Legarius Need with the starters. But I bet we're going to see guys mixed in a little bit there. They, Steve Spagnuolo wants to get those guys in, wants to give them as many reps as possible. It could just be that he's trying to show to Dave Tobe how invaluable they are so that he doesn't get replaced <laughs> on the roster. But whatever the case may be, these guys are going to see a step up in competition and a major one. The Chiefs don't have somebody, at least I can't look at somebody confidently and say, that guy's going to be able to line up and guard Terry McLaurin. They've got certain ways that they're going to try and prevent that. But I also don't see Steve Spagnuolo really kind of tipping his hand, trying to play some bracket coverages, things like that. Like he's going to let these guys test it out. He's going to put them in some scenarios where guys are going to be in man coverage and Terry McLaurin might get the better of these young guys. But conversely, like, like it was saying in the previous segment there, if they come out and they look good against McLaurin, whew, you can start getting a lot more hyped about Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. Like you get a lot more excited about these guys because it's translating. They're running a lot of what Steve Spagnuolo wants to run and they're doing it well against better competition. So there's so much on the defensive side of the ball that I'm actually really excited for. And I think it has to start like at the top and Steve Spagnuolo just throwing caution into the wind and just bringing nonstop pressures and calling complex coverage shell shifts and changes in preseason games, just doing Steve Spagnuolo stuff that he does during the regular season of the playoffs, but doing it three out of the first four plays that you see in preseason I thought was hilarious. It makes a ton of sense. A lot of new bodies, a lot of new guys out there, they have to learn to do these things in real time. So I fully understand why they were doing it, but it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to see a team actually call real stuff a little bit. I mean, he's not showing everything, but the Chiefs weren't going full vanilla on defense, at least especially mm -hmm. their starters early on. So that was fun. And then I like what Craig mentioned here, looking at the young guys in the secondary, but specifically Jalen Watson. Like, can he, if he can replicate what he did against the Bears, hopefully he gets on the field maybe even a little bit earlier this week just to kind of show a little bit of elevation, reward him for playing well. Maybe not. If Fenton's back, it might be kind of hard to get earlier in the rotation. But if he can play really good again, he'll be making a really strong case to make this roster. And then it gets tricky for the Chiefs. If he puts out another good week of film, I don't think a guy in his shoes that played as good as he has to do just two preseason games makes it to the practice squad. The Chiefs might have to make a tough decision because if he replicates what he did against the Bears, I think that will be good enough film for other teams. We do this every year. We hype up a guy that gets cut. We say there's no way he gets picked up, but I'm just trying to look at it specifically from that game. He was really good. It wasn't just hype. He played excellent. If he can do that again, I think the Chiefs kind of have to keep him, and then we got to figure out what we're doing with the rest of that defensive backroom. I I'll be stunned. I mean, it's still, there's still plenty of time. Like, I think we're almost, I think we're like at the midway point between training camp opening for the veterans and the first game of the season. It's like, mm -hmm. we still have like 24 days or something stupid. It feels like, I don't remember exactly how many is, but it's just, it's a lot. I think it's 24. Um, I I'm, I'm, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a long road to get there, but, uh, I, I, um, I look at Jalen Watson like I, I man, I, I I have him in. 
I think I I don't think I don't think the Chiefs can afford to risk losing him. And I think he's a guy that I want to see them give a chance to help this football team. I mean, Charvarius Ward was a seventh round pick. People forget mm-hmm. like he was a seventh round pick. He just got traded for Parker Anger at the end of the year. And Jalen Watson is a long uh, physical corner, some questionable ball skills. The Chiefs have done wonders with one of those in the seventh round pick or with a seventh round pick prior. I I'm geeked. I, if you were going to ask me to single, I was going to ask, you know, to single players out. Jalen Watson was going to be that guy for me because I I very much enjoyed watching him play. I know the play in open space wasn't pretty against uh, Tristan Ebner, but like everything else I thought about that performance was pretty solid. Some ball production, some physicality. There's a lot of good things to like about what Jalen Watson did. So yeah, he's up there on the list for me. Um, I let's uh, defensive defensive storylines. I'm kind of curious about Danny Shelton and Carlos Dunlap. So me, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of anxious to see the guys that we haven't had a ton of, you know, a ton of time getting to know right in Kansas city, Carlos Dunlap, I believe got a little bit of PT in the first preseason game. I want to see him get a little bit more. I want to see if Danny Shelton gets to to jump in there and what he kind of looks like. You know, we've talked about the profile. Yeah. Very large. He looks very large. If he gets in there. (laughs) It's conditioning, though. I mean, that's the big question yeah. I think we're all having the question about is give him a chance to, you know, uh, hopefully he's on the field and they force him in to hurry up. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. Like, just let's just see what this man's made of early on here in the process, because I think that's one of the indicators of whether or not he's going to be a, a member of this football team, a contributor on this football team is conditioning. So I, for specifically with Danny Shelton, I just like to see him kind of get out there uh for multiple reps and, and how that all goes and like those two guys are 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 one of the focal points for me is just i want to see the the old new guys uh getting out there and playing a little bit more dunlap i'm curious how much he actually winds up but i would bet danny shelton fighting for a job it feels like fighting for a job i bet you he plays a substantial amount of snaps I, mine's all pass rush i mean like after after i'm watching the young guys it's it's the pass rush it looked good uh, Maddie and I did a George Karloftis film room last night on the KCSN Discord. You can go in there, click on that link, watch what we did. He was incredibly impressive, especially you know as the game went along. You can tell that he's just overwhelming guys. You can tell that that the power, the tenacity, everything like that is just in there, and I love it. it it's it's great. It's fun to see. I want to see it again. I want to see Frank Clark looking nimble again. I, him chasing after Justin Field and open fields, fields and open field. You know, I no, that was good. Uh, he closed the space. He looked a lot more explosive. Chris Jones looked really good when he got his one-on-one opportunities. I want to see those three guys continue to produce. You want to put that sort of stuff on tape early like in the preseason work stunts work things like that get these guys into space showcase them as much as possible put a ton on you know the arizona cardinals offensive lines plate in week one have them looking at the preseason and going oh crap okay well we got to deal with this kind of guy and this kind of thing now and you know you want to put as much as possible on there and they started well so continue it against a, a better offensive line continue it and show that, hey, this pass rush that we all thought was maybe a little bit dead in the water and questions about it is a lot more lively than we thought it was going to be. So uh, I, I guess the only part of the defense that we we haven't focused on is the uh, linebacker room. So um, 
Go Willie Gay. Go make another fun play. All right, we've covered the entire defense now, Kent. I know you want to get out of here. I know you want to get off the defense. I I want to move on to some coffee. Uh, Trades Coffee Team taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds uh, live and ready to ship every day. And there's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trades Human-Powered Algorithm will find it. Trades First Match Guarantee. Uh, they're so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Uh, they send trade coffee since you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. And right now, trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash kcsn take that quiz uh you can get more than 34 or the more than 40 cups of coffee for free uh you take the quiz at drinktrade.com slash kcsn and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love that is drinktrade.com slash kcsn for $30 off is there anything else that you did want to cover on the defensive side of the ball matthew I mean, I think we should stick with the defensive side for a second. Yes, I wanted to ask you guys, each of you, who's one player that you think will gain the most? Just like whose player's stock is going to go up the most on the defensive side of the ball and whose stock is going to go down the most after this game? So like I'm asking for a player to watch or two players to watch, but also one that you think will do good and one that will do bad. So one that's going to go, go the, first. So yeah. I, a player I think stock's going to go up after this game is George Karloftis because he's going to put two solid games of pass rush and play together. And you're all going to be like, okay, this guy's the real deal. He's ready for the big time. He's ready to play a substantial amount of snaps, a meaningful amount of snaps and play them well uh, at the at the highest level. So I think George Karloftis continues his ascent uh, against the Washington Commodores. I mean, uh, Juan Thornhill. Uh, I thought that Juan Thornhill looked like he moved really, really well in game one. He looked closer to his rookie year than I think that we've seen him since his rookie year. So that was a very positive thing to see out of week one. Give me more Juan Thornhill. Let him work a little more over the top. Put him in the slot. Have him work a little bit in man coverage as well. I just want to see more. I want to continue to see how he looks. They certainly have put a lot on his shoulders. He's put a lot on his own shoulders this season. So I want to see it because right now, after watching that game one, watching the way that he moved against that, you know, set of wide receiving core there, but watching him work against those guys, it was very good. Continue to look good. Come out of this game with your stock really high. I think we're going to be very, very happy with where he's sitting after game two. Um. I'm going to go with a guy, I think, a little bit maybe lower on the depth chart than kind of those two. Uh, Leo Chanel right now played almost all of his snaps with the third string linebacker mm-hmm. group. Um, instead, and instead of talking, you know, about guys that are competing at the first string spot, like how much stock up room is there for a, you know, for starters or like high end rotational players? Like, I just think Leo Chanel has more room for his stock to grow if he comes out and plays good again, if he's not already inserted into the second or first team linebacker group coming out of this week. I think that could happen. I think you very clearly see, you know, when he's out there, what he does is really good. And I want to continue to see that. I want to see him keep coming downhill, blowing up blockers at the line of scrimmage. And then that continues. I think that's what the chiefs could really use across from Willie Gay to go along with Nick Fulton. It's like, I'm kind of looking at Leo Chanel here to come out of this game a little bit higher up on the depth chart. 
So we're going to go to players. I guess you were wanting to say players that maybe are trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, who do you think is going to disappoint in this game and might see, <laughs> you know, their roster spot or their position on the depth chart slip away? Okay. Uh, I will go with, uh, I, I don't think that Danny Shelton's here to push Tershawn Wharton. I think well, he's here. I think, yeah, he's three Tershawn Whartons. <laughs> he could definitely push him if he wanted to. I think he's here to push Colin Saunders. Okay, I think that's the guy whose roster spots being challenged, the guy who's getting pushed on and the lack of consistency to this point in Colin Saunders career doesn't bode well for his outlook. I, I think that's why the Chiefs decided to bring additional competition, especially a guy like we've talked about more of a one tech than what Colin Saunders has been has shown. I mean, I think I think Danny Shelton's a better nose tackle over the center than what Colin Saunders has put on tape to this point in his career. And I think Colin Saunders is, you know, at risk of losing this opportunity. I don't have a ton of optimism for him, you know, being able to, to, to hold on to this job. I think Danny Shelton's coming to take it. And so I think Colin Saunders is heading in the wrong direction. I would not be stunned to see, uh, to see him uh, not make the 53 man roster. I'm going to say Elijah Lee. Um, Elijah Lee was tweeting yesterday, like control what you can control typically at this point in the season. That means, Hey, I'm seeing some team, some second team reps now. So Leo might be working Maybe with Leo. the first team there. Um, I think that we're probably see- Jermaine it. Carter. Yeah, <laughs> is that I mean, next on the list, Matthew? No, I mean maybe. I, Elijah Lee was fine. He was fine, I, and everything that we've seen out of him has been completely fine. I think he's making the team. I think he's part of this roster. I think he's going to play special teams. I think he'll be fine. But it's not like somebody that you're looking at. You're like, I see the path to being an impact player, like you can with Leo Chanel. So. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll see maybe a little bit more Chanel in with the ones. He got one rep with the first team in game one, uh, just just one. But I think we'll see more of that. Maybe Elijah Lee working a little more with the twos. And so I think that we'll be coming out of this just from the pure standpoint of the rookie leapfrogged him. Like we'll be looking at that and going, eh, stock may be down on Elijah Lee a little bit. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Joshua Kando, defensive end. Ooh. I, I have not seen much growth from first year to second year. He looks a lot like the same player. When Craig and I were doing the Karloff, this film room yesterday, like there was a couple plays towards the end where Kendo was out there with Karloff this, and there was just some very, very significant errors that you would think a, an NFL player, even coming out of college would have fixed, but especially a guy that has been in the NFL and NFL coaching for a year, I think he really needs a strong performance. Malik Herring has put laps around him in terms of performance from what little we've seen from camp, what was shown in the game. I think he's fighting for dear life for a roster spot. And I don't just, I don't know if I see the path to him making it based on what we've seen so far. You can only hold on to potential or upside for so long. You got to start flashing it at some point. And I just, he hasn't done that yet. Let's uh let's do this on the offensive side. I think this is a good game, Matthew. Uh, I hate to tell you, uh, you, your game is good. Wow. Well, uh, no, it's, no, it's okay. You were gonna win, but now you're not. So <laughs> there is no chance. I was going to win. Also, by the way, hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Tell us some players you think will be stock up and stock down on both sides of the football. 
uh, after this week two game. Uh, let's do it on offense. Uh, a player you think stock will continue to rise after this game, Craig, what you got? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, I think we got a taste of it in game one. Uh, Patrick clearly trusts him, especially on scramble drills. Uh, it probably should have had a touchdown ball gets, you know, Patrick's arm gets hit. Like they were clearly featuring him and they were clearly looking to get him the ball. I think we're going to see more of that. He's going to be the guy that's out there that Patrick trusts the most with that first team there. If Juju and McCole both don't play like we expect them to. So, I think that we're going to see him a lot more featured. And there's been a little bit of rumblings here, you know, training camp videos and things like that, that he's had some drops. He's had some issues with that. Come out, have a good performance, get, you know, four targets from Patrick Mahomes over the course of three drives, convert some first downs, maybe get yourself into the end zone. Like, I think we see a lot of positive things out of MVS. And I think that we can start riding the hype train a little bit not that he's gone forgotten by any means he certainly has not gone forgotten but i think with everybody else playing so well and juju looking good sky looking good justin watson looking good i think mvs is that guy that just kind of stayed where he was amongst chiefs fans minds so this is the time that he can come out put on a good performance and send his stock through the roof i'm gonna go with a little bit of a, a surprise here we're going we're going deep down the list jerry on ely at also another wide receiver and Ooh. I don't know if he's necessarily going to climb the depth chart because I don't know if there's anywhere to climb. But I think given Juju not playing, given McColl not playing, Sky Moore maybe taking some earlier reps, likely getting out of the game a little bit sooner, you might actually see Jerry on Ely, who's going to fit in that same kind of slot role that McColl or Juju Smith-Schuster are both already operating in. He might get some more opportunities. I could see him coming out of here with a few, you know, a handful of fun plays that showcase some talent and a unique skill set that's going to get us as fans very riled up and very excited and like trying to rack our brains and do calculus to figure out how we can slip him onto the 53. It won't happen, I don't think, but I think he might have a game good enough to make everyone start to do that exercise. And so like, I think that'd be fun. He's a guy that I do want to get on the practice squad. I think he's good to have around. I think he's an interesting player. This could be a week where that hype really starts to kick off because he might finally get those, you know, those opportunities. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that if that happens. I uh I was too low on Justin Watson. I've been too low on Justin Watson throughout the process. And all I, wide receivers, look at us. Uh, you know, it's a pretty big position right now. Uh <laughs> I I just, man, I some of the stuff we saw in the game was really impressive. I watched the game a couple of times now at this point. You know, the, the the touchdown catch was really nice. You know, playing a little bit above the rim, having to adjust in the air was really nice. The slice route he ran uh, with Patrick Mahomes in practice this week, we got to see the highlight of, thanks to the wonderful Eddie High. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, did a great job with uh, with KC Sports Network coverage this, uh, this week or this whole training camp for that matter. Um, I think I was probably too low on him. I think there's potential for him to get even a little bit of burn, uh, at the position at, at wide receiver, uh, active on game day, potentially getting some opportunity on offense, uh, maybe making the most of it the way Marcus Kemp was never able to. Uh, so give me Justin Watson. I think a guy stock up stock down after this week. Uh, what do you think? Craig? Oh, this is tough because, I mean, last week we did Ronald Jones and Josh Gordon, and now it's like, well, that was okay. <laughs> you know, their, their stock is down. I'm not sure it can go much further down. So um, 
I'm going to take, you know what? I'm going to take Austin Ryder. Um, I think that we're going to see some questions develop about the interior of the Chiefs offensive line. And we certainly have questions about the tackles, the backup tackles, but I think the general consensus is, yeah, they got a few guys in there. That guy's a lock. That guy's going to make it in there. He's going to be a part of this. The Washington football team defensive line is pretty good. Like they are very physical. They've got some athletic traits. I think that Austin Ryder was fine in game one, but he wasn't really tested. And this is certainly a major test. We're going to see, you know, guys beating the Chiefs offensive line if they play anywhere close to how they did in game one. We're going to see guys getting to the quarterback a little more often than we want. And I think we might see it come from the interior a little bit more. He's a guy that is probably a lock to make this roster is probably certainly a guy that Andy Reid trusts, but I don't think that this is going to be his best game. And I think we may see some other guys now all of a sudden go from, Hey, well, Austin Ryder is definitely one of your best seven or eight guys to, eh, can you get by without him? I, I think that some questions might come up about the interior of that offensive line after this week. You ready for me to Maddie answer this Kent? Sure. Can I go Jody, first? No, Jody Fortson, stock down because Noah Gray's just going to be better. And so we did this whole song and dance, me specifically, but a lot of people about how Jody Fortson might be kind of climbing up this tight end depth chart this year. He's coming back healthy. He looks bigger. Maybe he'll have a different kind of role now because he can, you know, help with the Blake Bell being the only inline blocker kind of thing. Like there was just a little bit more hype to start this training camp process for Jody Fortson. And it, I don't want to say it fizzled out for like a good reason. He did get injured. He hasn't able to practice as much, but it did seem like even before he suffered, you know, his minor injury, Noah Gray was starting to steal some headlines. He was starting to get a lot more hype from people that are there every day. We saw Noah Gray have a little, a very significant role last week in the first preseason game. If that continues this week, if you see Noah Gray continue to get these, you know, insert blocking reps, if you continue to see them figure out ways to use him, as a blocker and without being just in line and get past targets, I think you can maybe cement Noah Gray ahead of Jody Fortson in the depth chart after another strong week from Gray, especially if he outperforms Jody Fortson. It's like in a way, you know, that's my stock down. So that's about as mad answer as I think you can get in this kind of situation, Kent. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Um, kind of building off the Maddie answer, I almost went with uh, Prince Tiga Winogo as a stock up, but mostly because of what we've seen to this point of the likes of uh, Roderick Johnson primarily. Uh, it's been really, really rough. And like, just I, I both, I mean, Jaron Christian falls into that, that classification too, but I, a lot of my angst is focused on Roderick Johnson. I saw some people making some Cam Irving jokes earlier. I would pick Cam Irving 10 times out of 10 over what we've seen to this point at the tackle position from Roderick Johnson uh, and Jared Christian. Uh, I think it's a big concern. I think Prince Tiga Winogo, despite maybe some of the, you know, the lingering ailments that he's had uh, historically, you know, I think some of the reasons he fell medically, man, I, I'm pretty sure I'd rather keep Prince Tiga Winogo and see what you got there rather than what we've seen to this point. And I think another poor week, uh, a poor, another poor performance from the tackle position could really, uh, really hurt uh, the likes of a Roger Johnson. Uh, I wouldn't be stunned uh, if uh, if if it gets ugly for him uh, again. Anybody else got anything before we get out of here? Come to the Kingdom Bar. Oh, yep. Come to the Kingdom Bar. Uh, if you are a golfer, you should sign up for the KCSN Golf Tournament. 
Uh, it's going to be an insanely awesome time. You guys need to be there for that. There's details on the KCSN Substack. Uh, you should hit the like button. Also, hit the subscribe no, no, no. Button. 50 percent sold already. Spots for the KCSN oh, Golf yeah. Tournament. Fifty percent sold and wow. day one. You so want if you're golf. interested, get in. It's coming. Jump on it. Mercy, I didn't know that. Mm. <laughs> wow. Um, I. Yeah, and so, yes, if you guys are interested, please sign up for that. Thank you for the support. You guys are the reason we get to do that. We will have we will have the best barbecue you ever eat will be around from dear friend, Chief Bearcat. From Corey, there he is. Come eat some barbecue. He is the chef. He will be making food for everybody. I want to say thank you guys. We had an active chat today. Shout out to Chief LA15. He's been talking to me and to all of us this whole time. Shout out to Matthew Kinter. Corey's been in the chat. Morgan, Sophia, all of you guys that have been here that are regulars, thank you guys for coming in. Sending messages just because they all don't get up on the screen doesn't mean we don't see them. We see them all. We appreciate you guys saying stuff. It does help the show move along. And finally, quickly, Craig, score the game. Go before it shuts it down. Go, 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 go. 13 Chiefs. 18-17 Chiefs. Uh, 35 down, nothing. Down before 35 nothing Chiefs, and it'll be easy like Sunday morning after they beat the Commodores. That's going to do it for the KC Laboratory. Thank you so much. We'll catch you later. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.